0: Hi, my name is Rainey May, and welcome to Decoding the Man Podcast. Here at Decoding the Man, we have real conversations with real men and people in their lives. Whether we're talking about relationships, family life, masculinity, vulnerability, or mental health, we're having deeper conversations in a safe space. So buckle up, get comfortable, get a coffee, and listen in whether you're driving or sitting on the couch today. Get inspired, reflect, reflect and have real conversations in your own life at decoding the man we're all about having a little bit of fun and getting a little bit deeper the views expressed by the individuals in this podcast are solely the opinions and experiences of the guests of decoding the man So Welcome to Decoding the Man. Today we are Decoding the Woman. Uh, we have a lovely group of women today um, and we have Dee and Michelle and you probably heard our last episode so we're going to get right into it today um, but I'm so grateful that we get to explore this conversation. Thank you so much for being here and our topic today is what has our relationships been with our fathers uh, so when we start to talk about, I mean, I could start to set the tone for our conversation. Um, my dad has been, had different roles in my life. And I know there's certain things about me that he shaped in my life. Just the concept of how I love people, he shaped that for me. And so maybe we can start, I'll start by telling my story. Mm-hmm. And maybe we start with talking about what are memorable Um, moments with our dad or maybe something about our dad that shaped us Uh, so one of mine was um, my dad had a grandmother may which is why my name is randy may Mm -hmm. Um, and he said that everyone in his family had some sort of ability like whether it's like some sort of like spiritual something that Mm -hmm. was theirs and he asked his grandmother when he was little, like, what's mine, grandma? And she said to him, it's your ability to love unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And she told him that that was a superpower. Mm. And so then he told me that story, like, so many times growing up that I also started to make that. I recognize that that's a part of who I am or how I try to show up. Like, can I love Can I love beyond uh, judgment? And so... I know he gave that to me, maybe not knowing that he was giving me that gift or mm. that perspective, Yeah. but through his story, he shared that with me and shaped how I love people. Um, so if you can think of a story or something that comes to mind when you think of how did your dad impact you or a story or an experience?
1: I can think of something actually comes to mind always. What he left me with is... He said hope, always, always, always have hope, and said that traditionally um, my name means hope, and when I was born, he gave me the story much later, gave me the story that I almost wasn't meant to be here because there was medical issues, and um, I, by luck, was born and survived. And he always told me from young, but I didn't understand how much luck I had. And he always wanted me to take a risk. He always wanted me to have hope and think of that positively. Um, And it was only after I was old enough to understand that he explained to me how I survived. Uh, He had to choose and, you know, obviously would have chosen his wife. But he was blessed with his wife and a daughter. Mm -hmm. And then explained how I was named and said hope and without knowing it i think looking back now that's my str- one, my strongest quality one of them is love cuz i love endearingly but the other one is hope mm-hmm. i always have hope i wake up every morning with hope and faith and i don't let anybody take that away from me even today and that pushed me through my entire life always hope and I carry it with me still. And he gave that to me.
2: That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. My father has really blessed me with self-expression. Um, he's a recently retired social worker and a musician since he's known himself. And I think about how much I am my father's daughter. Like picking a, a field of health care, there was this nurturing desire this desire to be with communities and and support communities that definitely came from him. And then my musical inclination, vocalizing, singing, instruments, all of that. Like I grew up on Saturday morning, the first things I'd hear is the strumming of his guitar. Like always, he'd always be practicing diligent, always scales and chords. It would never just be songs. And um when I would get up and and see him there with his little amplifier playing, um, he would always sort of give me that idea of it's great to play the music and he loves playing, but like be disciplined, practice, practice, like get the fundamentals so that when you play, you just, it just happens so naturally because you have all the skill set. So um, I like the phrase that I hear in my head from a young age, because we're Caribbean background Jamaican, to be specific, as he would say, Michelle, just remember this me run tings, tings no run me. I'm in charge. I don't let life push me. I make decisions and choices. Remember, you can be a leader, be a leader in what you're doing. And that's shown up all over my life <laughs> the self expression, the music, the being diligent, the practicing practicing my practice, you know, um, trying again, trying again, trying again. That's really come up for me.
0: That's so interesting.
2: We have, like,
0: hope. We have pride. We have resilience mm-hmm. and discipline. Um, and we have love. And mm-hmm. so all of these qualities uh, that are the men in our life and our fathers in particular gave us, um, and now we pass them on uh, to the people that we meet and we pass them on to our children. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's interesting that I hear this and we're, cause we're kind of talking about, we talk about blood lineage, mm-hmm. but we don't often talk about like characteristic or lineage if that's a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, like what are the traits that your parent, that your father gave to you or what are the qualities in him that you thought, uh, really shaped and supported you and showed up for you? So I just find it so fascinating, even though we're, <laughs> I'm talking with you, I'm still taking it in and listening uh, to that. There is this lineage that's like an emotional lineage that we don't often share and, and take a pause to really think about. Um, what are What was a moment in your life that your dad showed up for you that you can think of? You're like, man, my dad really showed up for me and I
2: needed this. Okay, I have one right on the chest, like tears in my eyes remembering it. I remember being in my apartment with my mom. I'm 17, maybe 18, and my parents are best of friends. They came to this country together. They fought together, but they're now divorced. They had been divorced, but still very supportive of each other and very involved in co-parenting and, and everything. My father had been in a new relationship for some time, and I knew who he was in a relationship. I liked her. But now he had expressed to us that he was going to be getting married. Mm-hmm. And he wanted my brother and I to be at the wedding, which is across the border. And I was struggling. I was struggling, but I didn't want my dad to know I was struggling because I love him so much. And it wasn't that I didn't feel that he could get married again. Again, I had no issues with her and, and and my parents had been apart for a long time. But there was some little child part of me that just felt like, no, like, don't, don't do it. And so I remember saying to my mom, I'm not going, I'm not going to go. But I didn't have the guts to tell my dad. My parents are close, they talk. So So he was like, you know is Michelle and, and Greg going to be coming? And, and she's saying, oh, Michelle's having a really hard time. And and so he called to speak to me. And I still remember standing in the living room and I'm standing and I'm talking to him and I'm pacing back and forth and I'm expressing my upset and my anger. And I'm, I'm kind of like having a tantrum, right? All through words. And I, I don't even remember the words that I said, but I remember the feeling behind it. I felt so exasperated and so angry and i i got so upset that i ended up having to sit down because my legs kind of gave out like mm-hmm. i was having like an adrenaline yeah, rush yeah. and i was crying at this point and he'd let me go and I'd, i've never spoken to my dad like this before i thought maybe he'd interrupt me he let me go and then in true like father but also the social worker in him I'm lying on the floor now. My mom's sitting beside me. She's crying because she sees her daughter just like a mess. And he's on the phone with me and he just said, I love you. I love you. And there's no replacing you. There's no replacing your mom. You and your brother are everything to me. This is just a step in my life. And I just want you at all the steps of my life. So you don't have to feel great about this. I just want you to be there. I just want you to be there. Can you be there? Oh my gosh. And just the sound in his voice, he was so soft and I heard him crying and my dad, he's a big guy. He's got locks like me now. I didn't have locks then. I never knew I'd ever have locks, but I'm my father's child. He was so soft. And he just said, I just want you to be there with me. I love you so much. And I sat up, took a couple deep breaths and I just said, I love you too, dad. And um, I'll be there. And that afternoon, it was actually that day, was the wedding. <laughs> so this is early in the morning. My brother and I got on a bus and we took the bus from the Greyhound. We lived very close to the Bay Terminal for the bus. And we took the bus and we went to my dad's wedding. And I think that was maybe one of the first times I ever saw him so vulnerable. Because he's just this strong musician, v- leader. I've seen him do speeches and... He'd written, you know, been published in an article, and he's a social worker, and he, he just had such presence for me. I don't think I'd ever experienced him like that. And to know that he would show his daughter that, it made me feel really special. And like, I had a voice, and like, I deserved to be listened to, yeah. even when I was saying some really nasty things. <laughs> that moment has stayed with me. And I, I don't think about it often, but when you ask the question, it was just right, right there. there.
0: yeah. Wow.
2: Thank you so much for
0: sharing um, the beauty and the strength and the complexity in that story Um, and reminding us the power of showing up. Like, sometimes I think we we don't fully understand the long-term impact of showing up Mm. for people and showing up vulnerable Mm -hmm. and showing up real. Um, and as parents and, and the men in our life and your dad showing up for you in that moment being vulnerable and just letting you know that he wants you to be there because he loves you, because you matter, because he couldn't imagine having that moment without you there because you, you're important to him and there's no replacement for you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's so powerful and it, and it's so beautiful. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. I think... It's like one of those moments where you feel someone touching your being and saying that you're meant to be here.
2: Mm, absolutely. And it
0: kind of, sh- those moments shape us and they remind us, even when we're not in the, that same moment, we're in moments later, that I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And I'm loved even when I'm being here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're on podcasts and we're taking a pause, but I think it just deserves a big, deep breath in a hundred percent
1: yeah I don't think I can think of one single moment that stands out because every time I look back I can see so many moments where my dad always came was always there he would drive through blizzards to get to university um I would and when I eventually moved and got married, I would call him with the baby, the firstborn, crying and while he was sick would drive to the other end <laughs> out in the suburbs to help. Um and when I look back and think, there's not an isolated moment where I can say, I remember and it stands out like that because there are so many I do always notice that it's always me crying. Ted, <laughs> <laughs> Ted, all the time. And him there right away. And not just there emotionally, there physically, physically and emotionally. But it's funny because it's not just saying the words. He would actually, wherever he is, be there physically and show up mm-hmm. physically to give them to say what, because mine wasn't a, a man of many words. He would faster sit down and take a drink with you mm-hmm. um, and laugh. And that was his way of showing how he cared. So for him, it was, it's what he does to get to you. And then anytime anyone needed him, he would drive across the worlds and part the waters to be there. And that's what I always remember. I always remember starting off with tears and dad. And then next thing you know, he'd be there. Yeah. Each and every memory all the same.
0: Yeah. It's it's this interesting way that like um when you're saying this and I'm like and we're talking about it, it's our parents show up in the way that we need them to show up.
1: Yeah, always, even when he was sick. And they, yeah, know,
0: and they know the way that we need them to show up, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's with language. Um, but they have this knowing of when you really need them and when you really need them to say, hey, I, I love you, or hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I think, at this table got what they needed mm-hmm. in that moment where they said, hey, I need you to be here. Whether it was with open arms or whether it was with language and words of affirmation, we get back into our love language. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. You know what else I heard from Michelle's story? I heard that they're to have them with no judgment, unconditional. Unconditional, yeah. because one might have been having her own tantrum moment and her own i'm not accepting this and it's just me Mm -hmm. and while the other one was in fear of being judged from decisions or just life right choices she was making from both their stories i heard my dad didn't judge me he loved me unconditionally Mm -hmm. something that i think is really important for us
0: it's a special gift uh, to have that, especially from a uh, male in your life uh, growing up, that's there's this male in your life saying, I love you unconditionally, because I think it gives you, um, I think we all are often working on this feeling of not enough in different capacities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have that tape in different areas of our life from time to time, and I think having that model in our life for that person that showed up and said you are enough and I love you Mm -hmm. Uh, makes such a difference from and I can see it in the the women that you are now Mm -hmm. (laughs) being able to show up in the vulnerable and authentic way that you're showing up now ah
2: just makes me so (laughs) happy You
0: know, we have so many conversations about men um, and it's so beautiful to have this conversation about fathers showing up for their daughters uh, and how impactful that could be years later because we're no longer those little girls. Those little girls may still live there inside of us, um, but they were tended to.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I think now, um, especially having three daughters and watching their dad, with them i see how much i get to see that live out in their lives like that showing up for them right and how much that just hits you again even deeper you know as i said early in a in a conversation i didn't see the similarities between my dad and my husband right when i was newly getting to know him and and maybe even in my rebellious state i kind of felt like no they're nothing alike and then they're individuals, but they have that for sure in right. common, and this is just this way to protect and support the women in their lives right. and their children, whoever they are. Um, and we just celebrated my husband's birthday, and and we we got a little plaque made that that was hashtag girl dad, that
0: right. you know
2: has been trending. Yeah, with, yes. with <laughs> this recent sad parting of numerous fathers on that plane, on that helicopter. And he was so surprised when he saw it, and he cried, Mm -hmm. and his daughters were just so excited to be able to give him this cake with this girl dad on it, because he's so the epitome of this girl dad. He just celebrates them. Right. Celebrates them and really encourages them to celebrate themselves and to expect other people to celebrate them, just for being who they are. Right. Right.
0: Allowing them to, like... Grow grew up with this idea that I am enough mm-hmm. and I am worthy of being celebrated.
2: Yeah.
1: That's amazing. I think I'll carry on in the next generation.
2: That's right. And the cycle will continue. And that's all we can hope for, right? So, yeah. We just keep going, doing our best. Our parents did their best. Their parents did their best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. These two themes that have come up today um, of unconditional love and non judgment, um, and how powerful it is, especially for young women, because we're judged in every other arena. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Young women and women at the age we're at now, there's this air of judgment that's always happening, whether it's right. about yes. who you are, how you show up at work, what your body yes. looks like, mm-hmm. what your. And and it's constantly circling around you. And so the question becomes, where is the arena where I'm loved for being me? And where is the arena where I
2: can let myself go and not be judged?
1: Mm-hmm. That's really important.
2: Yeah. And if it can start foundationally, which it sounds like for all of us, we, we've been blessed to have that experience then in those moments where you are being judged for your status or lack of status or whatever it is as we go along, you can go back to that place of I was just always enough. I came out of the womb enough. Right. It's not about what I achieve. It's not about what I did or didn't do, who I married, who I didn't stay married to, how many children I had or didn't or couldn't. Just enough. We arrive that way and we actually die that way. And in between, we spend a lot of time torturing ourselves, oh, yeah, we do thinking that, that we're not measuring up. And in these moments, I'm really feeling that, wow, I needed this message again, right right here with these women.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That we are just enough.
1: What's the hashtag for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can make one. We can make one. <laughs> I think we should. I think,
2: really we, should. I think we definitely <laughs> should. Yeah, it's this idea. And, and I think...
0: That messaging is so important to give to, I mean, last episode, we talked about giving men the message that they are enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking now about receiving the message from our fathers that we're enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also really believing that and offering that to our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it comes again, it's like a, it's like a emotional lineage, <laughs> you know, Now we, the ability for us to recall these moments is proof that our parents gave us that. Mm. And I think it's being able to trust that we are giving that at the same time. So we're keeping that, I guess, supportive emotional lineage going and passing it on. But they're recognizing that it came from, you know, I'm sure we could talk about our moms and all that sort of stuff. But part of it came from the men in our life Mm -hmm. and, and how beautiful is that to to actually live in our challenging moments and know that i heard like there's moments where i heard my dad say like you're loved Mm -hmm. and then i show up in a space and i'm like oh i'm supposed to be here even though everyone's telling me i'm not supposed to be here i know i'm supposed to be here because Mm -hmm. i have that voice coming up to me when Mm -hmm. i'm doubtful
2: that i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be here yes absolutely generational healing yeah 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 so retroactive and into the future the healing we're doing now has a retroactive effect in our past our past lineage and then propels us forward mm-hmm. oh i like that too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think um i think
0: that this is a good place to kind of start to wrap up this discussion Because I think it's come full circle uh, in a beautiful, beautiful way. And I think if you could say one thing to your father, I think that's where we're going to end today off. If you could say one thing or a sentence or maybe a paragraph with three sentences, (laughs) (laughs) what message would you give to your father or the young father who's out there in the world? Up to you. But I'll start if it gives you a moment to think. (laughs) Uh, The message that I would give to young dads out there would be, it's the power of your presence. Mm. Goes leaps and bounds beyond the actual physical moment that you're present with your child.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And it will carry them through their lives. So showing up is so much, is so worth fighting for. Um, and healing yourself is so much worth doing because it allows your child to experience that beautiful part
1: of you. I think, well, actually, for sure, not I think for sure, if I could tell him one thing, it would just be to first give him a hug. Yeah. And then second say, I love you, and I'm grateful for everything you've given me. Yeah. Mm. Thank you.
2: For me, um, I would my advice I would give, but also my message to my dad is: you have so much potential, and thank you for walking through it, to to live it and breathe it. All of us, especially when we start off with our kids, we're a younger version of ourselves. We're not who we are going to become. Mm-hmm. We're becoming. So, I think it's pretty hard on on fathers, young fathers, trying to fill all those. Shoes and wear all those hats. But if you just hold on to, like, you have so much potential. We have so much potential. And thank you for realizing it, for becoming, for never stopping becoming and encouraging us to continue to become.
0: Thank you so much for that.
1: <sighs>
0: this is such a beautiful table here today. Uh, and there's so much love in this table. And I'm so grateful to be here with each of you who have been loved, and I can feel that you've been loved because you show up loving for each other in this space, even though we've just met each other. (laughs) um, I can feel that we're showing up with love for each other, and that's not just by chance. I think it's because of the way we've been loved and the way we've learned and chosen to love ourselves and people around us. So thank you so much for being here today on decoding the man and decoding the woman and just decoding, decoding ourselves. (laughs) This has been so beautiful and magical. So thank you so much. Um, And tune in for our next episode, but thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to decoding the man. If you have any questions, suggestions, or a topic that stood out to you or you're seeking support, please email us at decodingtheman at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at decodingtheman. We'd like to thank Carissa McLeod, our social media and audio producer, Brian Sudama, our executive producer, and our theme song, Darling, is brought to you by David Porges.